0: So the big question is this, how do young men like us who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can love a better tomorrow? That is the question and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski and welcome to the Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back everyone So Let me tell you Yesterday My In my consulting business Where I am Going I'm trying to build A funnel for local businesses My critical task Was To go In person And try and get a my first client in person, and then I just didn't do it. I lied to myself and uh, told myself that I wanted to study reality transurfing instead, and my friend, slowly but surely without hurting my ego, brought it to my attention and then got then over time I I was able to realize that I got to do it today and so I did it today and the first place that I went to I was super nervous and I was biking there and I did my research beforehand I like looked up what each of their names were I was super nervous biking there and I was super nervous once I was actually walking over to the store and it was closed. And so I was like, oh, what a relief. But then I was also a little bit disappointed, too. And so I was thinking to myself, oh, well, there it is. That was my task today. But then I realized that, man, that, was, that did not count. I just biked over to a, a store and then didn't do anything. So then I found the another my second dream customer and biked over there. And the person was actually there. It was actually open. And I talked to the owner. And I she wrote down my number and my name because she was busy at the moment and was going to text me for another time to talk. So that's good. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully she wasn't just... Um, respectfully rejecting my offer but it's looking good hopefully she'll text me and we can move things forward from there because I really believe that once I get my first client I'm just set free because then I'll work super hard to get that first client some good traffic and then show, write me a good review because I'll do it for free. And then once I do that, then I'll be able to charge a lot of money. So let me tell you what one of today's lessons is. And it's something that I needed to remind myself today, and I did remind myself when it mattered. And it was a concept that I learned about in... Reality Transurfing, a book by written by Vadim Zeland, and that concept is it's basically where you do things as if you were grabbing your mail from the mailbox. You do things with the same emotion as you were grabbing your mail from the mailbox. So when you go and get your mail you just get it like there's no emotion tied to it you just go and grab it just like it's normal it's just how it is so think to yourself how you feel act and how you're thinking when you grab your mail to the mailbox and that's how you should do most things when you're that's how you should do things and i've only read it one time through and I haven't read that part yet so on my second time through so I'm not very knowledgeable on this topic yet but I think that you're supposed to do that when you're doing important work and today I tried my hardest to while I was going to the business I was trying my hardest to do it as if I was grabbing my mail. And it was tough. And I definitely did not do it as if I was grabbing my mail, but it definitely helped me through the experience. And that was, that was one thing that got me through the experience. Another thing is... I'll explain to you in story format. I've already explained, I've already told this story before on my podcast, but I'm going to explain it again. So there's this, have you heard of this thing called LOA, Law of Attraction, right? Well, there's also this other thing called Law of Advancement. And what that law says is you must go down before you go up. Everything that goes down will come up think and this law applies to everything in nature so think a house you have to dig the found, you have to dig a hole so you go down and then you get to fill it and fill the foundation and then before you can start going up to build the actual house so that is one thing you everything must go down before it come up it comes up And I want you to think about another thing. Think about a seed. And this is a tree seed. So it it will grow into a tree. If it wants to grow into a tree, it doesn't just go straight up and grow into a tree, right? Where does it go? It goes down and spreads its roots. So it goes down and spreads its roots and then goes up into a tree. So it must go down before it can actually go up. Now... I want to tell you a a quick story real quick. There were two eagles, and they were pregnant. The wife was like, honey, we're pregnant. And the the father was like, oh, that's amazing news. Let's go build a nest. So they go fly over to the tree, build a nest, and they have four eaglets, four baby eagles. And, though, there, sorry, my, there's dogs in, uh, upstairs and it's distracting, I'm sorry guys. But, let me keep going with the story. There are four eagles, right? And the mom flies in every day to bring them food. And all the babies are like, mom, when will you, can we learn how to fly? Can we learn how to fly? And the mom is like, no, not today. And then the next day rolls around. Mom flies in and brings in some food. The, the babies see that the mom can fly, and they're amazed they want, they want it for themselves. And they're like, mom, can you teach us how to fly? Can we learn how to fly? And the mom is like, no. And then this repeats for 20 days. And then on the 20th day, the mom flies in, gives them food, And then the babies are like, mom, can you teach us how to fly? The mom is like, no, not today, but tomorrow's your first lesson. So tomorrow rolls by, all the babies, all the baby eaglets are, none of them slept because they're so excited. They're so excited to start learning how to fly. And they fight over who gets to go first. And during the first lesson, the the mom, puts, the mom puts the first baby, eaglet, on her back, and then she starts flying. And the baby goes, higher, higher, mom, higher. The mom goes higher and higher and higher. And then eventually, woo-woo, the mom turns over and drops the eagle. And so the eagle is falling to its death, falling to the ground. And, and he's screaming. He's like, mom, why? Oh, look, I'm I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And then he's super scared. He's like extremely scared. And then right before he lands on the ground, the mom swoops up and catches him and saves him. And so the, the baby is like, why would you do this? Why? Why? The baby was super scared and sad and like feels almost betrayed. And so the, he tells his brothers and sisters, don't. Don't try. Don't do it. She's evil. And one by one, they all have their first lesson. And then that same experience happens with all of them. So then the next day rolls around and they're all planning a mutiny, right? They're all trying. They're all trying to overthrow their mother because they don't want that experience to happen on the day two training. So day two rolls by and the mother says it's time to start start time for day two practice. And so they're all like, no, no. And then the mom forces the first one to go. And then the same experience happened. The mother flies super high and then drops the baby. The baby is extremely scared, fallen to his death. And then suddenly, last second, she swoops up and saves him. So this experience happens with all the siblings for 20 days. And then on the 20th day, they're all super scared still because they're falling to their death every day. And then on the 20th day, they the first lesson happens, and they go up, 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 and then she drops the baby. And then this time it was different. The baby eagle's wings, the wind caught the wings, just perfectly to where he started gliding and then he realized that he could fly and so now he started flying over to his home he started flying back to the nest and the same experience happened with all of them they were all able to fly now so this whole thing teaches us that in order for you to learn how to fly, you, you the baby eagle, the eagles don't learn how to fly by going up 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 like how in the beginning of the lessons the mother would fly up and up and up. That wasn't teaching them how to fly. In reality, they were learning how to fly by falling down 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 and then they were able to after a while of falling down they were able to actually start flying up up up. So that's the that's the learning curve actually you go down and then you get to go up. And so baby e- eagles success rate for learning how to fly is 100%. Now humans success rate on the other hand is 3%. Now why do you think that is? Well, it's because we have choice. We get to choose what we become. So, think about an oak tree. An oak tree does not get to choose what it becomes. It could be cut down and turned into toothpicks. It could be turned into a wooden plank. It could be turned into a chair. Little bit, toothpicks are worthless. A wooden plank is a little bit more valuable. A chair is a little bit more valuable. Or it can be turned into an $8 million cello or a piece of music instrument. And that is worthless to some people. Or that that is priceless to some people. Sorry about that. But what I'm trying to say is the oak tree doesn't have choice of what it gets to become. It gets to become whatever someone else chooses it to become. And that could either be a toothpick, worthless, or it could be an $8 million cello played by the world's most famous, amazing musician. And that is priceless. So what I'm trying to say is that tree could either become worthless or it could become amazing but it doesn't have choice it can't choose either or someone else chooses for him and this applies to us because we only su- eagles succeed 100% of the time but we only succeed 3% of the time because we have choice so are you going to choose to be a toothpick or are you gonna choose to be an eight million dollar cello? And it really is a choice, and it boils down to choice. Most people choose to be toothpicks, chairs, some worthless stuff, some terrible, like not even good. But you, c- but three percent of people get to three ch- percent of people choose to become that million dollar cello. Three, and that's what the one percent is that's why one percent of the world is like has a lot of the money and the 0.01 percent of the world has most of the money those people chose that they didn't get it on accident like the oak tree accidentally turned into a toothpick they chose it and they did it on purpose and Right now we're all choosing whatever we get. Everything you get is because you chose to get that thing. So that whole story, starting at the Law of Attraction, I heard from an amazing speaker named Myron Golden. And if you have the opportunity to listen to him speak, he is outstanding. No, I haven't heard him speak out, outside of other things, but I did hear him speak at Russell Brunson's Your First Funnel Challenge. And he, he was amazing. He talks about mindset and all kinds of things. He's also, like, ex- he's really into business, too. So he talks about business as well so in my studies this morning while I was studying expert secrets this morning I realized that there's one thing that is an extremely valuable tool that I've been I've been trying to use a lot and it's when you're teaching something if you when you're teaching something you teach first you, introduce the topic and then second you tell a story of how you earned it or learned it and what this does is it builds the value to it builds the value of that thing that you're sharing because people won't see the value in that thing that you're sharing unless they see what it took for you to get get that thing, and once they see that piece, then they can realize that, oh, I want to save myself from that, so I will, I'll be able to listen to what you're saying, and actually see it with more value. Mm -hmm. And then, once you explain that story, you go into the strategy of it, so just the outline, the overview. And then you go into the tactics, one by one, like each step by step, the tactics, like how it's actually done. And then lastly, you explain social proof. And that social proof is how it has affected other people other than you. So that's one thing that I need to work on in my In my consulting business, because I feel as though people, when I go up to them and I say, hey, I want to build a funnel for you, they don't really know what it means, and I I don't tell them the story. I don't teach them that piece of content. Well, I just go up and say, I want to build a funnel for you, and hope that they say yes, even though they won't actually see the value until I explain it to you to explain it to them and show it to them sorry guys I just had to take a quick break and use the restroom so what I was talking about was I need to start teaching that my framework's better when I'm when I'm going to their business because right now people don't know what a funnel is and they don't see the value of it but I see the value of it and I need to teach them the value of it or else they just won't they won't accept the deal because they don't see what's in it for them even though it could potentially be a million dollar opportunity it could even be more than that that's how valuable funnels are but I am not doing a good job portraying it, and it's this is why this is good that I'm going to their businesses because, to be honest, I'm really shy, and I'm an introvert, and I get I I think I have social anxiety anxiety because I'm like really nervous around people that I don't know, and I when I was walking into the rest the the flower shop today that I went to I was super nervous and I think that she could tell and she did a good job she basically carried me in that conversation because she was like oh well how about I get your number and then we can text the details later and so that was very good I don't know if she did that on purpose or if she was just trying to reject me reject my opportunity uh, respectfully which that is a possibility for sure too but either way it's good that I'm doing this because I'm getting out of my comfort zone and it's like super uncomfortable and nerve wracking for me to do this but I'm growing more and more because and I know that I am because when I first started cold calling. When I did my first cold call, I was super nervous and I was like contemplating whether I should do it or not do it for like a decent amount of time. And then now I can cold call people pretty easily. I still have a little bit of nerves, but not nearly as much as I did the first time. And so I believe that the more I go in person and try and sell my opportunity to people, the better I'll get at it, essentially. And that's really what self-improvement is. You just got to keep working on it. You'll suck in the beginning, but eventually you'll suck so little, you'll actually be good. I, I kind of butchered that quote, but that was from Garrett J. White, who I haven't really consumed much of his content but I but I heard of him through Russell's stuff and I watched him speak at a Your First Funnel Challenge and he's the real deal. I really look up to him even though I haven't really looked into him that much. So today I I probably did the two hardest things. I wouldn't say the going to the gro- the business in person was the hardest one of the hardest things I've done, but it was definitely one of the most one of the most uncomfortable and hardest things that I've done in my life. And the other hardest thing that I've ever done was. Lately, me and my friend, I'm going to tell you a quick story real quick, but just to give some context, but lately, me and my friend have been climbing a lot of trees. We hang out every single day at the park, and we climb trees barefoot and no shirts, so we're only wearing underwear and shorts, and we just climb trees and hang out up there, and it's fun because we're with nature, and climbing trees are really good for you and yesterday we climbed the hardest tree we'd ever done which was usually we only climb trees where we can reach the bottom we can reach a bottom branch but yesterday for some reason we chose to climb a tree that was not the bottom branch was not reachable so my strategy was to bear crawl like basically hug the tree an inch my way up and mind you I wasn't I was just wearing shorts I wasn't wearing a shirt or anything and so I was getting cut up this sh- the tree was scratching me up tearing up my skin on the way up but then I made it and that was an awesome a- a- achievement but it did take the toll on my skin because my skin got cut up and then while we were on top of that tree we were up there for We were probably sitting up there for like at least 30 minutes, maybe longer, and just chilling. And we saw this tree right next to the tree that we were on, and it was an even more difficult tree. The lowest branch was even higher than that first tree that we climbed, so we had to bear crawl even higher all the way up. And the type of the texture of the log was even more tough so it would tear up our skin even more and so we were just like let's climb that tomorrow and we said that yesterday and so today came around and I climbed it I went all the way up and I was just inching my way up it probably took me I don't even know how long it took me to climb up. Felt like two minutes, maybe three minutes. But it was probably only like a minute or two. And that skin tore up my skin a lot. And it was very painful. I didn't really bleed that much, just like on my legs and my feet. But other, but my like entire stomach and all of my arms are like cut up not bleeding but like the skin is torn up and that that was I was able to climb it and that was one of the hardest things I'd done all summer maybe not all my life but definitely all summer and because think about it I was basically hugging the tree with my legs and I was just squeezing it with my legs and my arms and then squeezing super hard with my legs and then moving my arms up a little bit and then squeezing super hard with my arms and then moving my legs up a little bit and I would just inch up like that, like an earthworm and slowly but surely after a lot of pain I made it up my first try and that was one of the hardest things ever because first of all that but also my... It's probably because I'm deficient in some nutrient. But after I did that, my arms felt super weak. Like more weak than they ever ever felt and they like hurt. They were like they felt like they were on fire. No, it, it wasn't my arm, like my skin or my bicep or my tricep. It was kind of like the meat around my my elbow almost. And so that was an extremely painful thing just sitting up there. And so then I eventually went down, and that was going down hurt just as much as coming up because it was too high of a drop to just land and drop with my drop just normal because I wasn't wearing shoes and also it's just too high of a drop anyways, too high of a fall. I would have like broke my leg. And so I essentially went, I hung off the lowest branch and then hugged the trunk with my legs and then let go and quickly grabbed the trunk with my arms. And then I was essentially sliding down the branch like I would slide down a rope. Imagine getting rope burn, but sliding down a tree trunk, and that was me today. And it like tore me up again. And then halfway through, I was able to just jump off, and it's because I was low enough to fall down, and that like tore up my that tore up my skin a lot. And then plus my both of my arms were extremely weak and in pain and that lasted for probably 20 minutes well probably longer I don't know how long let me tell you the next part of the story so then we walked all the way over to back to the grass uh the sunny grass area where we usually hang out at the park and then we just like got some water and then laid down and then we started meditating just in the sun in the grass laying down just trying to relax my entire body laying down on my back and relaxing my body eased the pain a little bit and then you know what happened so we were let me paint the picture first we were in the middle of the park. It was like a soccer field. And we were just laying down, not moving at all, with our eyes closed, laying on our backs, in the grass, with no shirt, no shoes. And I was my skin was all cut up, too. Maybe they saw that. But someone called the cops. And we didn't see who did. But the cop, like, while we were in the middle of the meditation, while we were in the middle of the meditation, the cop was like, are you guys okay? And I had no idea there was a cop. And I, like, got up, and I realized that there was a cop talking to us. And we were like, oh, yeah. And so he was like, you guys live here, around here? And we were like, yeah. And then he was like, this is a wellness check. Someone... We got a call from someone to check in on you guys. And so he checked in on us and he was we were basically like we're just meditating. And then he was like, okay. And then he left. So it was nothing no big deal. We didn't break any laws or anything, but that was just something funny that happened. And so we were in the middle of that meditation, maybe ten, fifteen minutes, and we both got pretty started to get pretty deep into it, we were just getting into the deep meditation, and my arms felt a little bit less on fire. So that was good after that meditation, but they were still hurting just enough to where it was really uncomfortable to concentrate and focus. So then after a little bit of talking about what just happened and just life in general, we just went back into meditation and then that time we were meditating a lot longer, and I essentially healed my arms. I don't know if they would have healed anyways. Probably would have, but I like to think that I healed my arms in the meditation um, because they they didn't hurt that like at after that last meditation, and we got super deep into it again. No new crazy lessons learned like. I did yesterday. If you haven't checked out episode 14, I believe it is, yesterday's episode, that episode is probably the best episode that I have recorded out of my entire podcast, so I highly recommend that if you go and listen to that. And pretty much, let me tell you, when I was, when we first went to the park this morning, before we climb the tree, I told him that I failed my critical task yesterday. And my critical task yesterday was to go to a local business and sell to them in person. And I explained this earlier. And I told him that, I told my friend that I failed yesterday's task. And then just over time, uh, we, he was slowly giving me an epiphany And then, in that second meditation that I had today, after the cop um, interrupted us in the second meditation, I was just thinking about that. I was thinking about my critical task, and how I was just pushing it off, and all of that, and I was essentially just running a slide in my head, which was just a scene in my head of me actually going to the the store and being successful, and that helped expand my comfort zone to where when I actually got out of the meditation, my friend was like, so what's your critical task today? And I instantly said, I'm doing it today. Because earlier I said that I was pushing it off till tomorrow, and then I quit just said I was doing it today and I did it today and it was worth it because I was scared and I was just trying to put it off till tomorrow and I was going to be scared tomorrow so I might as well have done it today and I grew from it so that's good and it'll be even better once she responds once she texts me for a time to actually communicate and talk about what the offer is. So there's, I've been studying reality transurfing a lot lately. And that's probably been one of the best things that I've ever done in self-improvement. First, read that book and then also, second, study it my second time through. That book essentially teaches you how to win at life. Like, there's nothing more to it. Just teaches you how to win at life. Teaches the best way to do everything when it comes to life. And teaches you how to achieve your goals, like legit achieve your goals. And I haven't achieved my goal yet, but I will. And by the time I'm famous and you guys come back to the first couple episodes and rewatch my entire podcast, binge listen... You guys will see that this guy was podcasting while he was poor, while he was broke, and he was he believed that he will be a millionaire. And now he is a millionaire because you guys will be listening in the future. So reality transurfing is even if even let's just say hypothetical, which will never happen, but even if I don't achieve my goals, Reality Transurfing is still the best thing that I've ever done because I'm way happier in life now. I'm just way happier. I don't let things get to me anymore. And that's what Reality Transurfing teaches you literally in the first couple pages. or not, Maybe not pages, but first couple chapters. Like Definitely in chapter 2, it teaches you How to not, teaches you to not, not give so much anger, not be so angry and all that. Basically, how to be detached from pendulums, which pendulums are, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the concept and this is my second time reading it pendulums are like us information or an en- energy structure that is born when people's thought energy are united but a pendulum is also us everything around us in a pe- is a pendulum in fact the world can be seen as the ebb and flow of pendulums the there were oscillation of pendulums just swaying back and forth. The world can be seen as every, like the oscillating of all pendulums. Everything in this world can be seen as oscillating pendulums. And I didn't understand that. I didn't even know what that was the first time I was reading it. But now the second time reading it through, I understand it a lot more I definitely don't understand it completely but I understand a lot more and now now I am able to more efficiently and more better just better in general at living life and applying transurfing because every moment you spend practicing the transurfing you are consciously moving towards your goals. And that's just one thing that I've been, I've really been repeating to myself lately because especially today I needed to hear it because I was using Transurfing while I was doing that uncomfortable thing of going to a local business and trying to pitch them my business and help them out. So I was using my transferring techniques while also using just pure inner intention, which is your like what you do. Sorry if you guys can hear that. My my grandparents brought her their dog, and now my two my dog and that dog are playing upstairs. Oh wow! Now they're coming down here. Sorry guys. And they're just playing, sorry. Let me uh, Let me end this real quick. Dogs just ran down here. I should have closed the door. I only have one dog, but my gra- my grandma's dog is here now, too. I, I deal with it. They might come back. But what I was saying about Pendulum and studying reality transurfing. So studying reality transurfing is really... One of the best things that I've ever done in combination with meditating. And these past couple episodes, I know they've all been about essentially studying reality transurfing and meditating, but really this is one of the best self-improvement things that I've ever done because reality transurfing alone is powerful, but in combination with consistent daily meditation, like I meditate in the morning and at night and sometimes during the day. So I'm getting over an hour of meditation every day. And I I know for a fact, just from experience, and from my friend's experience too, that meditating plus transurfing is essentially how you win at life. Like, you can achieve whatever you want as long as you're studying reality transurfing and meditating. And what I mean by studying is not just reading it. I made the mistake of just reading it through and trying to read as much pages as possible. I was reading like 50 pages a day towards the end of my first read through. And I was reading for like five, six, seven hours every day. And my brain was fried during those times. And really, I don't think I retained that much information. So it was really just a waste of time. I still, it was still very valuable to me but it, it was not the most efficient time. So now I'm only studying maybe 30 to an hour in the morning of Expert Secrets, and then 30 to an hour at night before my nighttime routine of Reality Transurfing. And when I am studying, I, am, I bought an extra notebook, like a whole brand new notebook for each of my books. So I have a notebook that I labeled Dot com secrets, a label, a notebook that I labeled expert secrets, and one that I labeled reality transurfing, and those are the three books that I'm really only reading right now for the time being. I haven't started dot com because I'm reading expert and reality first, and I want to keep the maximum amount of books I'm reading at a time to two, and so when I'm reading them, I read until I. S- see something, read something that I know I'll well need and I know I want to memorize or keep in my, t- I want to actually retain. So I write it, I write that down and I explain it and then I, maybe sometimes I draw a picture representing it. So today in Expert Secrets, I was reading his chapter on teaching frameworks, teaching your framework, so essentially how to teach, and I realized that that lesson was, that chapter alone was so valuable that I actually, I actually first read it yesterday, and then I also read it today, and I wrote down a bunch of stuff about it, wrote my own pictures out, and then, guess what, I read it again. So I've probably read it four times by now, total. And I might even read it again tomorrow. That's how valuable it is. And so that's what I mean by studying it. You don't worry about what page number you're on at the end of the day. Don't worry about how much you're reading, your time. Just make sure you're getting an fit. You set a timer. I set a timer for 30 minutes. And just get a, an efficient study session where you're reading and writing things down. And then, at the end of the day, while I'm icing my balls, yes, you heard that right, I ice my balls with an ice pack. And look into it, because it increases your testosterone. That's a topic for another day, though, so I'm not going to get into that. So while I'm icing my balls for 10 minutes, I reread all of my journals of all my study sessions at nighttime. And in the morning, when I'm icing my balls in the morning, I read my journal from the night before because I journal every day. So in the morning, I'm reading my journal that I'm journaling. That's just normal journaling. And then at night, I'm rereading my studies, my study journals. And so what that does is also plus while I'm journaling at night, I answer six questions before I actually start journaling. The first is what did I do today to move towards my goals? The second is what is that actually helping or am I just – Uh, distracting myself the third question is am I doing enough the fourth question is what should I do tomorrow the fifth question is what did I learn in my first study session so what did I learn in expert secrets and then I basically recap the most valuable stuff that I learned that day in my journaling and then the sixth question is what did I learn in my second study session which is Reality Transurfing. And I recap that too. So I am constantly reminding myself and rereading and re-explaining all of the different things. I probably, hey, let me count. So I read it first in the morning. I write it down. And then this is if I'm only reading it once. And then at nighttime, I read it. And then I write it again. And then the next morning, I read it again so essentially i'm instead of just passively reading like most people do and what i did before where i would only the information would only pass through my brain once essentially now my all the information is passing through my brain at least five times it's passing through my brain five times so that gives me five chances to retain And then it also gives me five opportunities to solidify and connect all the information. Because after I'm done reading the first time and studying, I do a meditation. So that solidifies it also. So what I'm trying to say is once you pick up a book... Like, I wouldn't do this with all of the books. I'm only doing this with, like, business books and Reality Transurfing because those are some stuff that I really want to study and get drill into my brain and what I'm trying to say is you should study your books not just read them because you'll get so much more value and then your time will be way more efficient trust trust me because this is coming from someone who would be reading literally six hours plus every day back to back to back to back literally six hours every day, even on weekends, even on weekdays. And I would do that all, like, all the time. And doing that, I learned a lot. Don't get me wrong. I learned a lot. But once I started studying and doing the, the methods that I just taught you, I, I realized that it's way more efficient and I've learned way more and I'm actually able to understand and explain way more. Let me get some water real quick. So, also, I'm bringing it back to meditation. I know I've been getting distracted a lot lately in my episodes just from people and outside forces distracting me. Like, for example, this episode, my dog. And also I had to use the restroom. But because I started meditating consistently every day, and I'm doing it like over an hour every day, my focus is so much better. And I'm actually if you guys are familiar with this thing called being in the zone athletes are in the zone they, that's their goal, they try to get into the zone and then basically once you're in the zone you're like the most optimal efficient human being that you can be at the moment because your brain just runs efficiently and it's basically like on autopilot you don't have to think you're just, you're just doing you don't think, you just do And that's what I noticed meditation has been for me. It's allowed me to get into the zone during times like this of podcasting and stuff like that. And that's super valuable because once I get the ball rolling and start actually getting some real work done for my clients, then I'll be... At like, I'll just be an efficient human being. I'll be like a machine. Plus, in combination with transurfing, it'll be super powerful. So that's one thing in transurfing, and I'm going to connect this back to a picture my friend sent me today. Is, you should be happy now if you're expecting happiness to come in the future it'll never be in the future it'll never come it'll always just be in the near future and you need to be happy now if you're ever going to be happy that's one thing that I've been working on and that's a big principle in Transurfing and I'm connecting it back to a picture my friend sent me this morning and it was Just a picture of a page from a book that he's read. I don't remember what... He didn't tell me what book it was, but I could tell it was a Stoicism book. And Rally, Transurfing, and Stoicism are very similar. And I could tell by that one page. I haven't read any Stoicism books, but he has, and he also has read Transurfing. So he knows. And... It essentially said we must be able to work where we're at now or else we won't be able to work at all. There will always be distractions. There will always be a nicer house. We have to be able to love our house that we're at now so we can appreciate the nicer house once we get it. And that is just true. I'm really working on better at that wow there's a daddy long legs right here i'm so i know i just talked about how i wasn't getting distracted but there's a daddy long legs spider literally crawling on my wall right next to where i'm at in my basement and i like suck my finger out towards it to let it walk on me and it just ran away in fear it just like tried to run away And that's one thing that I realized all my life I've been scared of like spiders and bees and all these little tiny things that I have no reason to be as scared of. And like just this past summer, like literally maybe within the three months, past three months, I overcame those fears I don't know how, I just was conscious of how I was afraid and I was being a wuss. And they're afraid of us. So, I mean, they have way more of an excuse to be afraid of us because we're like a thousand times bigger than them. And they are just tiny. And we could squish them with one of our ten fingers if we wanted to and kill them completely. So there's really no reason to be afraid of spiders. And that's what I realized. That's one of the reasons why I stopped being afraid of spiders and worked towards stopping my fear of spiders is when I read David Dida's book, The Way of the Superior Man. And in that, he said that men should not be afraid of spiders. Like, we, we as men... If we stand up on a chair in fear next to our, our girl, our woman, what will she think of us? She'll think that we're a wuss because it's just a tiny little spider. She's the one that should be afraid and we're the one that should come in and save the day. That's essentially what he said. And that's why I stopped being, stopped being afraid of spiders. And if you're wondering how you do that, the first step is to be conscious. And then... Over time, you'll make your decisions based on that new awareness of your fear. And you'll overcome it. So, reading... Man, reading is one of the best things that I've ever done. Like, seriously, reading? I'm so grateful I started reading. And I've only been reading for maybe... 11 months probably less I started reading maybe September or October of last year and in the beginning I was reading very slowly because I I was like that was during school and I didn't have much time but I was still trying to get a lot of reading in so I maybe read like 4 or 5 books maybe 4 books last year and this year I've already read, like, over 20. I'm, I've probably read, like, 26 or 27 books total, which is not that much. Really, it's not that much. And I'm already, like, super far ahead because I have read all those books. So that's why I believe that reading is extremely valuable. Even if you're still read it, even if you're not planning on acting on it, like taking action right away, because it molds your brain. It really changes your brain and changes your subconscious. So if you can change your subconscious to make better decisions, that is probably one of the best things ever because then you're going to want to make those decisions. And also, you might make those decisions on autopilot next time, like when you're asleep, which you don't want to be asleep, but I know the reality of it, we're all have been conditioned to fall asleep. And what I mean by asleep is not present. So if you can change your subconscious to make better decisions, that's huge. And that's why I believe that reading is such a valuable thing, because you're really just consuming another person's life work most of the time, it's their life work and it's like all of their experiences and lessons and stuff that they learned throughout their entire life. And if you get it from a good author and you really read their stuff, even the first read through, most of that, most of my books I've only read once. I've only read another book completely through a second time and that was Millionaire Fastlane. I've only read one book so far. Two times. And all my books I've read once and I've my my mind has been shifted and molded based off their life lessons and stuff. Just from one read. And that's why I've picked my best books and I'm rereading them over and over and over again because those are just so valuable and I want their life I want their knowledge to mold my brain to have their knowledge, and just I want my brain to be able to make those decisions on its own, easily, subconsciously. That's why I'm focused on Transurfing, because Transurfing is probably one of the best things, one of the def, no, the, Transurfing is 100% the best book of, that I know of to mold your brain to make decisions subconsciously. Because if you can, if you're a trans subconsciously, you are one powerful human being and you can essentially do whatever you want. And that's really what Jesus was. I, I'm sorry to bring this to Jesus. I'm not a Christian. I grew up in a Christian household, but I'm not a Christian. And, but I, I definitely believe in God. And I know that Jesus exists because that's like facts from history. But that's essentially what Jesus was. And Jesus was, I believe that Jesus was also uh, God's son. So I'm not into the religion pendulum, but I'm into all the stuff that comes with it. Most of the stuff that comes with it, I should say. But that's what Jesus was. He was essentially a transurfer and he... I mean, he could walk on water. He could heal lepers. He could do whatever he wanted because he was a transurfer And he was present 100% of the time. He was awake all uh, from the second he was born to the second he died to after he died also and came back up. And I can't believe I'm teaching about this. I did not even expect this to come out of my mouth right now. That's the power of being in the zone. To wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to remember the Eagles.